Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Of course, as you've heard in the bulletin and before that with Pat Kenny, that news has broken this morning of the death of Vicky Phelan, a huge personality who was held close in the hearts of Irish people and across the globe. But I was thinking today, even though she was that shining light, a brilliant speaker and an inspiration to so many, I have a feeling she would have preferred to have just lived out her days in anonymity, that glorious, ordinary life with friends and family. She came to prominence because a great disservice was done to her and many other women. And she chose to speak up and to speak out and to shed a light on those inaccuracies. And she was told in 2018 she had six to 12 months to live and she surpassed those expectations with such bravery and resilience until today. Our thoughts, of course, are with our friends and family, her children, whom it was clear any time you heard her speak, she absolutely adored. And to all the families involved in the cervical check scandal, as this will be felt by all. And even though Vicky settled her high court action in 2018 and and chose to go public with the story to unearth that injustice, there was Nothing that could make up for the years of ill health, the stress and the end of life she faced. You you heard her, her clip there in the news saying it cost her her life. Her memoir is called Overcoming and she did overcome so much and she did what she did because she felt it was the right thing to do for other women like her. And as a woman, I am so grateful for everything that she stood for. And as I've said, she will never be forgotten. So we want to pay tribute to her on the show. Um, we're already getting in so many texts. Nicola, for example, has said the women of Ireland are heartbroken today. We never thought this day would come. She was the most courageous, beautiful woman. We will be forever indebted to her for everything she fought for. R.I.P. Beautiful Vicky. Well, I'm joined now on the line by David Brennan, a family friend of Vicky. David, you're very welcome to Lunchtime Live. Thank you for talking to us on this heartbreaking day. And we're so, so sorry for your loss. Yeah, thank you. How are you doing? You grew up with Vicky, David. And as I've highlighted there, she was very much known for her, her feisty spirit in her campaigning and standing up for what was just and right. Did she always have that, that way about her? She did, yeah. I mean, from a young age. We, I mean, we we uh, I hung around in our house with uh, her brother, so um, uh, we were always quite conscious of uh, making sure we didn't uh, disrupt Vicky in any way, shape, or form, because you uh, certainly suffered the wrath of uh, Vicky if you got on the wrong side of her. So she was. Um, she spoke her mind. Um, you know, even her friends would say that as well. That that, that went, you know, in her class as well. That. Uh, in fact, none of us were really surprised, anyone that knows her, none of us were surprised that um, Vicky took the stand that she did in 2018 um, because that's that's exactly Vicky, like, you know. Um, she wouldn't have uh, just rolled over and, and took that and fighting the system and that was definitely part of her personality, really, you know. But she did it with such beauty and, and grace and, you know, they're two very different worlds to be able to do at once and I, and I think that was really a part of her special gift. Yeah, she did, and she also she was Vicky was extremely intelligent as well. So she knew exactly how to get the most out of a very bad situation, and um, I think that's uh, you know a testament to how 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 much Vicky, how prominent Vicky has become, and also the, the the campaign that she led as well. 
um, is because she had the intelligence to deal with it, the weight that she deal with it, you know. Um, so, I mean, uh, you know, as I heard a minute ago, the women of Ireland are grateful. The women and the men and the children are all grateful to what Vicky has done, really, you know. I mentioned there her memoir, Overcoming, because the cervical check scandal wasn't the first time that Vicky had to really dig deep and display incredible resilience, was it? No, not at all. I mean, from a, I suppose, a very young age, uh, she um, was dealt a huge blow uh, while on uh, Erasmus over in France, um, something we'll never forget. Uh, we were quite young children at the time ourselves, and um, that's... Um, um, yeah, that, that, that's, uh, that story itself is very tough like for a lot of people that were close to her at the time. And uh, yeah, you know, she, she lost some good friends and her boyfriend at the time as well in that car accident. It was very tough on her parents and her siblings as well. Um, so no, uh, she she was quite young, having to deal with a lot of issues at the time, of course. And uh, um, then her daughter, of course, Amelia, had uh, some medical uh uh, difficulties as well from from birth that she had to overcome as well, and um, so yeah, she had a lot to deal with uh, even before twenty eighteen, before twenty fourteen, you know. And when did you first hear, David, that that she was ill and and about the, the scandal as it unfolded? Um, well, I suppose uh, I mean when when Vicky first um, got taken in, we all knew uh, at the time uh, of it, like it was when it um. I suppose when 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 she was diagnosed and when it became public, um, like you know, like it did in 2018, none of us knew. Of course, I mean the whole state didn't know that the the scandal that she was about to unearth. Really, um, I mean testament to Vicky, she knew uh, when she was being asked to sign a non-disclosure agreement that there must be other women involved, and if that be the case, then she would do what was right, and that was Vicky out and out. She she wouldn't. Uh, have signed that. Anyone that knows Vicky would would agree to that too. Um, so the fact that she didn't sign it and she was going to have to put herself through a difficult court case, and you know, Keen or Carol, her sister, advisor of that, she still went ahead and did it, even as sick as she was. And um, you know, the the whole people of Ireland are so grateful for what she's done because she did that. We now know that there was a minimum of two hundred twenty one women. Um, that were misdiagnosed, and not only misdiagnosed, but they, it was known that they had cancer, and it was withheld. It was withheld. That's how bad it was. Um, so misdiagnosed isn't even the right term to be using. Um, it was much deeper than that. But Vicky fought that, and uh, you know she still um, was quite annoyed that uh, you know things haven't panned out the way that they were promised by minister after minister. We're still here today, and uh, you know things haven't been. Uh, uh, address fully, um, but as part of her legacy, uh, Vicky wanted to change. And even up to a few weeks back, um, yeah, when I met you at the Shine Festival, I'd been sending Vicky all the the um, uh, photographs of the day. And uh, you know, one of her texts back was uh, was that um, you know she just wanted uh, her legacy. Uh, um, she just wanted to change in the health circles and uh, uh, better treatment of women. You know. And, that's what our legacy wants, you know. That's what she wants our legacy to be. You know. So we all have a duty to um, to carry on our story and uh, bring it to everybody as well on a continuous basis, including the media, you know, including you there as well. That uh, you know, her legacy uh, must uh, must continue, of course. But we still have to fight the fight for her and on her behalf, you know. Yeah, and as you mentioned, we we met at Chine Festival, and it's a festival set up to empower 
teenage girls. And yeah. Vicky has been a speaker on that stage um, as an inspiration. And you were there with her her painting. Um, tell us a little bit about that and, 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 you know, why it is your legacy now to, to continue to tell her story through yeah. it. Yeah, well, it's a privilege, of course, um, uh, at some stage, of course, I mean, someone had said to Vincent, the artist one time, that, uh, you know, you have a great privilege to do what you're doing. And we do. Uh, and at some stage, it's going to become a sad privilege. And, you know, from today onwards, it is a sad privilege. Nonetheless, it is a privilege. But, um, you know, Vicky couldn't be there, uh, you know, last month at Shrine Festival. And she was there a few years back. And she did inspire some young girls because, uh, you know, we had one... Uh, uh, young lady who attended Shrine Festival three, uh, nearly four years ago, and she was so inspired by Vicky's story that uh, you know she went and uh, um, she she did a campaign on Twitter, and in fact the HSE approached her for the the data associated with that, and she said young girls the reason why young boys and girls uh, are are receiving the HPV vaccine in school. It was with uh, young girls, but now it's young boys and girls. So. Um, you know, young, young young girls in years to come. I mean, I just spoke with Vicky's cousin around today as well, and her daughter said to her, you know, she said, ma'am, like, you know, you're, you're, you're obviously a lot older than me, she said, but it's my age um, of girls that are so thankful to Vicky for what she's done, and Laura Brennan, for that matter, um, for rolling out the HPV vaccine and creating the awareness, and, uh, and that's too, you know. So there's a, yeah, you probably saw it too on the day as well, up there, there was a lot of young girls that didn't know Vicky, but once they heard her story, um, they were so taken aback by it, and so they were, you know, inspired as well as frustrated and angry when they hear the story. But uh, it's all contained within our portrait, and um, you know, as I said, we we do have a privilege to bring it around. And uh, as Vicky told me a few weeks back, she got one of her disciples, you know. So, um, but again, it's a privilege to do it. We, you know, we're, we're very grateful to be able to do it. Can you tell people about the, the black horse on the, the painting and and the white horse? Because when I heard the news today, you know, fresh from meeting you only about a month ago, it's one of the first things I, I thought about. Indeed, yeah. Um, and I mean, um, I suppose the Shine Festival was one without Vincent, so I, I, I had the privilege myself of talking through it. And uh, the black horse, of course, that she met uh, a number of years back while they were running, um, you know, symbolically this, this horse was uh, was brought into the portrait uh, by Vincent and herself. And, you know, while she's in the centre panel, this black horse is representative, perhaps, of the cancer that was still there, even though the horse is on his hind legs. He's been held back. You know, that effectively was the cancer being held back. Um, and as we move through, Claire, you remember we were speaking then about the white horse in the right panel. Um, even though the black horse is still there, in the portrait, in other words, the cancer is still there that day, but this Vicky was looking forward, perhaps that uh, you know the white horse and the white horse is looking back at, at a life well lived, at a legacy uh, created by Vicky. And um, the words I use uh, at the event is, "We just don't know which horse is going to take her, um, whether it be the black horse takes her uh, or the white horse will take her." And uh, I think uh, from from what I know. Over the weekend, um, she knew that she was going to go and uh, all of those that were very close to her were there by her side, thankfully. And she did go very peacefully. So um, I can be confident um, that it was the way off that she went with in the end, you know. Yeah, and she went on on, on her terms. When did you last get to see her, David? Oh, a few months ago. Um, 
course, uh, yeah, we'd been exchanging texts and always on uh, messaging, of course, uh, nearly every week, I'd say. Um, I knew she hadn't been well the last few weeks. So, uh, and, uh, you know, at some stage, we're all going to go, and uh, you know, we kind of knew that perhaps Vicky wasn't too well the past few weeks. Uh, so, uh, but uh, at the same time, we're grateful that uh, you know she has passed uh, peacefully uh, with her family around her, like that, you know. How would you like her to be remembered, David? Well, change. You know, she wanted change, and uh, uh, there's still a lot of change that needs to happen in the health service, and uh, certainly there has to be a law brought in. Uh, there's no accountability whatsoever at all levels of the health service. Um, if this was private practice, people would have been uh, um, reprimanded legally for what has happened. But nevertheless, that's one of the capital's gone. It's in the past. Um, but going forward, there has to be change. Uh, there has to be change for women's health, women's rights, not just women, but men as well. Um, you know, Vicky is a great advocate for her gut feeling, and she went with her gut feeling today inside in the, uh, the waiting area uh, when she was in the hospital. She found page two of two uh, when, you know, that led on to the, the, the whole investigation. But, um, you know, she, she, um, she certainly wants to change in the health service, and uh, legally, uh, the health the health service and the state put all their might and money uh, backing up their, uh, their their legal might, uh, regardless of what's right and what's wrong. And that is wrong. You know, to fight dying women on the stand, uh, it was promised uh, after Vicky's case in 2018 that no woman would go through what Vicky Phelan went through. And then we saw many other women go through the very same thing. And uh, that, you know, it didn't change. Um, Lindsay Bennett has only passed away a few weeks back as well, and Lindsay Bennett was also on the stand. Um, you know, it shouldn't have happened, and that needs to stop, and that needs to be changed. So um, there's a lot of things that Vicky has fought for, but just aren't quite there yet because of the uh, the lack of political will. And I think it's it's high time, perhaps, that you know, the state people within the country and the state media and private media organisations as well rally behind Vicky Field now and push uh, for that to happen at the end. You know. Yeah, yeah, and David, aside from that huge fight that she stood for. She was a a mother. You could just tell every time she spoke, she adored her two children, Amelia and Dara. So this is a very, very tough time for them today and their dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. Well, we'll all remember Vicky's been a trailblazer, um, a national hero. Um, the only reason she fought so hard to stay alive was because of her children. She's a mother at the end of the day. And uh, that, that was the most important to her was her children. Um, five years ago when she was, uh, you know, told to go home and make her arrangements. Um, well, you know, she's still here. She was still here up to uh, uh, yesterday fighting so hard um, for her children at the end of the day. Like, so, uh, yeah, apart from prayers with her children, like Jim and John and Gaby and her brothers and sister and all her family. And with you, David, I know she meant a huge, huge amount to you and for you to, to come on the radio today while still in very much the throes of, of grief. I know you did that for Vicky because, as you said, her legacy needs to live on. And thank you so, so much. That is David Brennan there, a family friend of Vicky Phelan. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.